How's it going, everybody? Xander Fryer, CEO and founder of High Impact Coaching here with the lovely Hannah Hermanson, who is our lead success coach. She runs our accelerator mastermind of almost 60 coaches that are building towards half million dollars. We've even got some seven-figure earners in there right now. So Hannah, welcome to the show. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing great. Yeah, it's so good to hang out with the whole wide family. On yeah, the absolutely. So Hannah, I know you and I have kind of talked about this a little bit, but today I wanted to dig into, you know, this is a topic that we see come up a lot when we're helping out coaches build their businesses, but it's producing content that actually gets you paid. So I really wanted to dig into this one because I think there's a lot out there and coaches know that they need to put content on social media and get themselves out there in order to generate leads and eventually enroll clients. But I think one of the biggest problems that I see with coaches is they don't know what to put out there, when to put it out there, how to put it out there, where to put it out there in ways that actually produce income and right. gain clients. Is this something that you've noticed talking to a lot of our clients? <laughs> All the time. The two main things that come up is like, I'm staring at this blank screen. I have this cursor blinking at me. I don't know what to say, right? That's sort of like writer's block. But even more so, the other problem I see is I'm putting out a whole bunch of stuff. I'm live every yeah. day. They see my face. I tell them what I do and nobody's biting. I'm not getting anyone interested in my services, even if they do move past that blinking cursor. Yeah, so let's dig into both of those because I think both of those are really important. But let's start with the I'm putting a ton of content out there and it's not getting me anywhere. So yeah. what would you say, you know, having worked now with hundreds of coaches on specifically this exact topic, what would you say are some of the biggest problems that coaches have when it comes to putting content out there? Yeah. So we've talked about this in another episode and we'll quickly touch on it. And then I want to tell a quick story that I think emphasizes all of these points. But the biggest mistakes is number one, they're making about them. They're telling stories that are real for them. They're saying how great they are. They're coming from this place of all knowing or over personal, right? In both of those ways. If you're just talking to talk about you or what your experiences are, or what you know, it often doesn't land with your ideal client. Because as coaches, we have a lot of tools. We know a lot lot of great things, but our clients are a few steps behind us. That's why that we're our position to be a coach, but you've got to meet them where they're at and market to what they want. Not what you think they need, what you want to teach them, but you got to give them what they want. And then later you can coach on the things that they need. It's, it's like trying to have like a PhD level conversation. I think this is yeah. what we talked about, right? It's like a PhD level conversation with like a third grader. Right. It doesn't go anywhere. Yeah. So just dummy it down. I think that's the first one. Don't make it so much about you or all the things you know, but make it more about what the ideal client needs or is looking for. And that's definitely one of the big mistakes. Another big mistake, and I'd love to know if you guys are watching this live, if you've ever felt this way. I just want them to get it. I just want my clients to come and like understand my value. And like, I just want them to get it, know that they need me. Yeah. Right. And so that mistake just comes from a lack of education. And this is what I want to get into today is like the point of marketing is not to be the most clever or the being funny is nice. Being funny is helpful. But <laughs> it's helpful, but it's not the point. The point of marketing is to figure out what works, what motivates people to take an action and keep doing that instead of reinventing the wheel all of the time and creating stuff for the sake of like creating it without a clear strategy. Well, I think you just hit on something that I don't want to go unnoticed. The point of marketing in really simple terms, the point of marketing is to create an action. Yes. Plain and simple. Exactly. Like that's all that like, if you really boil it down to like, what is the point of marketing? It's not necessarily likes or engagement or this or that, though that's all helpful, right? To get an action, to get an action to motivate somebody to move forward and potentially want to work. 
Exactly. And let's talk about what the right action is, right? Because there's a lot of famous accounts out there that have millions of viewers, millions of people liking and sharing it that never make a sale. There was some girl, I can't remember who it was, who had like 1.4 million followers and she tried to sell a bunch of t-shirts and she sold like seven or something like that. And it was literally, yeah, it was literally just like, what's the point of 1.4 million followers if you can't sell seven $20 t-shirts? Right. Right. Okay. So this circles back to like, how do you get your audience to get it? Right. So when we talk about creating content that makes you money as a coach, you need to be able to educate your audience, right? Meet them where they're at and start to hint that there's a gap between where they are and where they want to be. And the things that you want to inspire are actions like likes and comments. Sure, that's nice. Gold star if you can do that. But the most important thing for us is conversation. Moving forward, like the most powerful action you can get is someone sending you a message. This is the goal. Get a message that says, oh my gosh, that's me. Yeah. Like you are talking to me. Like that's exactly, you know, we hear this You're about- You're in this. my head. How did you know? Yes, yes. And people don't comment that. People don't like that. Like for a health coach, you know, you don't necessarily see people saying like, oh my God, I totally am chronically ill and have gained, you know, 25 pounds in quarantine. Yeah. But if you can get them to open up, you know, more directly or in a message, like that is the sort of action that really helps people make a change. I think that's so important to emphasize though, because you can have, and we've seen it, Like we've seen people with, you know, 20, 30, a hundred thousand followers making next to nothing, making coffee money. And we've seen people that we work with, you know, less than a thousand followers making six figures, right? right? It's like, how can you have such a disparate like group? But it's, it comes back to like, what actions are actually important? Yeah. So let's take this to like the ground floor. I was just talking to one of our accelerator clients, Alex. Alex has been on YouTube. He has like 13,000 subscribers. He's been growing this audience. And this is just such a good example because it's freaking YouTube. Of course, people are going to sit and get and be entertained and watch and like it, but he hadn't had people taking any action, right? They were just saying like, so cool. Thanks for sharing brother. Alex, you're awesome. You're inspiring. How many of us hear those messages? Like, good for you, kid. Not the response you want if you're trying to make sales. Like, keep it up, champ. No. And so we've been working on his channel to gradually start to educate his audience around this, around this idea that you can't just sit and get. This isn't just a solved thing in a YouTube video. And it doesn't just, you know, of course, Xander, in the program, you give copy that you can convert in one post. But to create like a sustainable brand, you want to over time be educating your audience so that they do get it. And I was just chatting with Alex because we've been doing this over the last few weeks, changing his content strategy. And he's like, Hannah, it's so strange. I'm getting less engagement, like less people are liking it, less people are finishing the video, less people are booking calls, but I'm getting better sales. So he might not be getting as much, you know, good for you, kid, but he's getting people to commit to his program that are qualified, that are ready, that are signed up for a high ticket transformation, which is the goal, right? Which is, it's so interesting too, because we like, if you think about this, this literally hits on like every subconscious psychological evolutionary fear, right? Like, Mm -hmm. you know, if you're getting more likes evolutionarily, that means you're being liked by your community, which means survival, right? So say you get, you know, 200 likes or something like that. This means survival for you. But the reality is those 200 likes don't put food on the table. Well, what if you started doing posts and instead of 200 likes, you would get 100 or even 50 to 70 likes? 
right? But it would produce high value conversations. And those conversations turned into actual leads, which eventually turned into high paying clients, which does put food on the table, right? We've had clients in the past that have tripled and 5x their income, but their engagement has gone down 50% and they freak out. And then they go back to trying to post the old way. They're like, oh, my engagement went down. Like, I'm going to die. Like, you just made five times the amount of money last month. Yeah. Like, let's think about that. Talk about that a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I think of so many examples of this. It's our natural tendency to focus on like that wanting to overcome the pain or the fear, right? So another client, Joy, we've been working a lot on helping her do content her way because there's lots of formulas and systems and things you could plug and play, but it just hasn't really felt right for her. So we've been working on content that's, you know, not in a pretty box, but has been moving her to really powerful conversations. Because when you put out polarizing content or you say something that, you know, roughly some feathers. Yeah, you might lose some followers, but again, this is that powerful content that moves people into a conversation. You're telling me that I should be putting out content that might not everybody agrees with? Yes, absolutely. So this is what happened to Joy. Joy was upset about this. People weren't saying as much. She didn't have as many people in her Facebook group, but she made five sales last month, which is five times more than she had made, you know, three months before working with us. And I said, okay, so we're worried about content right now. She's like, yeah, it's just not working. And I'm like, well, how many sales have you had from, you know, what you've been putting out and the conversations? Well, I did, you know, whatever K, five sales in these last couple of months. Five, five K sales in a month. Yeah. Five, five K sales. Exactly right. And so it's back to this, like, where do you want your focus to be? Do you want it to be on the people who are going to say like, good for you, kid? Or do you want to be on the people who are like, you know, I trust you to change my life. Because those are very different engagements, right? Yeah, I love that. Because I think it's so important for us to be focusing on, you know, in the end here as coaches, really the only thing that matters for us is making sure people are changing and transforming their lives. And the only way that we can really make sure they do that is by working with us. Yeah. So in the end, our marketing content, our everything that we're putting out there has one purpose that you mentioned, moving people forward to working with us. Like the likes and the engagement and the comments are cool, but they have to be moving forward to working with us. That's all that matters. And the right people moving forward, right? Like we talked about with the YouTube channel, like he's getting more qualified conversations. It might be less calls because a few of those calls are people wanting to pick his brain and ask him how to do other things that he's not an expert in. But when you can qualify, you know, it's all about quality over quantity. And let's take this back to like where you're getting your feedback or your praise from. I don't care what your sister thinks about your posts. I don't care what your grandma, your high school friend, Susie down the street thinks, right? Like if people aren't in your niche, if they don't have the problems that you solve, then whether or not they think you're a good writer or they appreciate, you know, the ideas you're putting out there really doesn't matter, right? And we've talked about this on the show before, like focusing on that one ideal client the problems that they're facing is going to get you the best results, not trying to please everyone or save your face. I, and I think this is, this is something that's not talked about enough, especially as starting coaches. Like who are the people that are giving us feedback? Who are the people that we care the most about? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> mom, you saw that again. It's, I know. It's mom. Right. It's our sister. It's our brother. It's our cousin. It's our friends, right? But most of them aren't your target audience. Most of them aren't experts in marketing or in sales or in your space. So why are we taking feedback from them, right? I think this is something that we just all do because we trust these people. But why are we trusting these people to give us feedback in an area that they know absolutely nothing about, right? I think that's crazy to me. Yeah, I'm going to come back to this, my definition of marketing, which is like, or purpose of marketing, which is to find what works and keep doing it. It takes some analysis, Mm -hmm. right? 
So we encourage our clients to put out content because it is an experiment. Marketing takes some experimentation to figure out what works and then take a look at some analytics so that you can duplicate what worked. But I'm not asking you to look at how many likes you got because a lot of starting out coaches, people who are following you are from a former life. So you're going to have a lot of like high school friends. And if you start talking about healing feminine traumatic wounds or something like something that they're not relating to, then your numbers are going to drop, right? What I want you to measure is where did your sales come from? Where did your most powerful conversations come from? And those types of content, those topics are the ones that you want to keep recreating. And the high school friends will go by the wayside. There's like a natural attrition, okay? Like if you're just starting out, start speaking to that ideal client, even if you don't know if they're following you, because they will find you. One of my good buddies, so he's the founder of Manscaped. And so he's, you know, which will soon be a billion dollar company. And he told me once he goes, you know, the only vote that matters in my book is the credit card vote. It's the person that pulled out the credit card and actually paid me. That's the only person whose opinion I really truly care about what seems to be working and what's not for them. Because not only are they committing to me to the point where they're pulling out their credit card and giving me money, right? But they've actually been through the whole process and proven themselves that they are the right target audience. So it's like everybody else, I don't care what my mom says. I don't care what my friends say. Frankly, I'll take what my mentors say and I'll, you know, sift it through the lens and adjust it as needed. But in the end, the only person whose vote really matters is the person who made the credit card vote. So I think that's a great place for people to start. You know, if you're listening to this and you're like, okay, cool, I get it, kind of, sort of, where do I start? Well, start talking to people that have either worked with you in the past, have considered working with you, and ask for some of their feedback. You know, what are some of the topics that really got them interested? What are the things they appreciate you raising awareness around? And start doubling down on those types of posts. Yeah, I think that's a great point. You know, really making sure you're having those conversations with people as they're becoming your clients, right? so that you can get solid feedback on what you should be posting and what you shouldn't. What do you think, you know, now that we've kind of gotten clear on like what's not working for people and why it's not working for people, the second half of this problem, which is like, okay, I'm staring at a blank screen. I don't know what I should be posting. I don't know, you know, how to do any of this stuff, when to post, how to post, what to post. How do you start by, by solving that issue? Yeah, absolutely. And don't put so much pressure on yourself. You don't have to think up, again, it's not about like reinventing the wheel or thinking up some like magical sentence that's gonna, you know, just finally teach people this thing you want them to know. Market research. So I call this like the dream life and the real life list. Xander, I think you call it the vision and the prison list. But this is starting to understand your ideal client's actual words because they are telling you all over the internet like what their problems are, what they are looking for. And the best way to start getting in their head is to do some market research. I'm a psych major. I'm still all about like collecting data points. So looking again in clients that you've had, what did they come to you saying their biggest issue was? What were their biggest dreams? Or if you haven't worked with clients yet, looking in the places where they're hanging out. So there are online forums, there are Facebook groups, there are other social media accounts that people are going and having conversations on the topics you coach on. So for example, if you're a health coach right now, you could go search the hashtag keto and see all of what is everyone saying about keto and whether you coach keto or you coach hell no to keto, see what are the questions they're asking? You know, is this too much bacon? Someone asks, is this too much bacon? Okay. I'm going to go talk about how much bacon you should eat. So being able to pull like what's happening, where they're actually talking about in real time and enter that conversation. And let's let's also be very clear that there's no such thing as too much bacon. Well, great. So then that would be Xander's post, right? Like you take the conversations they're having and you add your angle, your input onto it and just pile on the bacon. Absolutely. 
Perfect. I love it. You know, speaking of like doing market research, one of the things that we always talk about is like, it, there's the Tony Robbins quote, you know, like success leaves clues. Well, we always say good marketing leaves clues as well, right? So going and looking at the people in your space that have been very successful and actually getting some ideas from them as well. Do you suggest doing that? Yeah, absolutely. I don't recommend copying and pasting, which I've seen. Yeah, that's probably not too. the best idea. Yeah. A little cringeworthy, but yeah, taking a look again, what are the topics? Because if you look close enough at successful marketers, they're talking about the same handful of topics over and over. So again, same thing, take a look at how, what they're posting about and make your stance on bacon, right? Like bacon is something that someone in your area is really succeeding with. And also I love this exercise, Xander, and I know you encourage our clients to do it. And what they often come back and tell me is that it's like a whole new world. When you decide to go into social media or into the marketing lands with the lens of I'm a researcher and not a consumer, there goes the competition. It's all just a resource for you. You can learn how they're doing it, what's working, what stopped your scroll instead of thinking like I'm sucked in or they're doing it better than me. Cool. Like I learned from that. I'm going to replicate whatever got me to stop. What sucked me in? What stopped me? Right. Huge mindset shift if you're feeling overwhelmed. Yeah. As like a little disclaimer that I always put there is if you're doing research, make sure like Hannah mentioned, you're researching good marketers, right? Because one of the things that we have seen with coaches is coaches then go research the other coaching gurus out there, right? Well, when you're Dr. Joe Dispenza or Tony Robbins or Jack Canfield or, you know, any of those guys, like their marketing isn't that great. And if you go mimic what they're putting out there, you just become a parrot for their coaching stuff. Right. And so we see this a lot as well. So make sure you're researching good marketers and looking at what content they put out there, not necessarily just the other gurus in the space, because they might actually not be the best marketer. Yeah. Good marketers and real people. Right. So like not people doing exactly what you do because they're figuring it out for themselves. Right. But yeah, I think good marketers and then also just like actual conversations. I think it's so amazing on forums online. How many people actually say like how much bacon should it? like they're just out there asking these things on profiles and you can create content that answers the questions that exist. So well. I love that. All right. So in terms of producing content that gets you paid, now I've done the research. Now I've found some, you know, I've got my dream and my hell list. Now that, you know, I've got all this, I got, got all this all together. You know, like I think a lot of people just suffer from like stage fright. They just get ready, but then producing the actual content is like one of the most difficult things for them. What would you say to that? Or what tips do you have for that? Yeah, I mean, there's there's a whole mindset, you know, rabbit hole we can go down is like, what's the worst thing that's going to happen if you post a piece of content that yeah, like no one likes it, like you try again tomorrow, your mom is worried about you. Like, what is that? Where is that fear coming from? Right. Yeah. And identifying that and then making it less about you. I mean, this is the first point that we made. So I think and I tell clients this all the time, I'm like, every word you type, every time you hit record, every conversation, sales call you have, you are getting closer to the people who need you. Yeah. So accelerators, clients will laugh because I always say, if I had a tattoo, it would say SW, 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 SW. Some won't like your content. Some will love it and want to talk to you about it. So what? Someone's waiting. 
And if we can adapt this growth mindset and decide, all right, I'm going to put myself out there. I'm in this marketing game of figuring out what works. It's an experiment. I want to learn what resonates, what gets me into good conversation. Because when I do reach those people who like it and have been waiting for me, I get to make my impact. Especially when we talk about high ticket services, you don't need a million people to follow you or like you or buy from you. You need to find those gems. And it's only going to come from continuing to show up, learn what works and keep doing it. And again, the worst thing that happens is that you need to try again tomorrow, in my opinion. Beautiful. Maybe I, there's more than this, but the two things that I really put, just pulled out of that, number one is you got to show up, right? Like if you don't show up, especially right now with everything that's going on in 2020, like if you don't show up, you aren't going to get anybody. You have to show up a 10 out of 10 right now. If you're not showing up, people will not move forward with you. And then number two is it's an experiment right? Like I think too many people, and this is like the perfection paralysis and overanalyzation, right? They think that like every piece of content they put out there is going to be the make or break for them, right? But we talk about this, like 50% of the content that we put out is an experiment, right? It's just to see whether or not something works or not. Like we're not highly calculated in it. We do go review our data, but 50% of the time we're putting content out. Basically we're like, huh, I wonder if this works better or this works better. I don't know. Let's go try and see what happens, right? And then we can take the data and we can refine it and do better moving forward. So I love that. Yeah, any last big pieces of advice for everybody out there for how to produce content that gets you paid? Yeah, you got to follow up as well, right? So you can put out stuff, right? And this is kind of back to the YouTube conversation. Like for people who are into creating content or have come from other businesses or other backgrounds, like they're good. Like they just want content to be like this magnet. Everyone's going to come flocking to it. And like I post and then money comes out of this great caption That's or something how it like always that. Works. That's how it always works. Yeah. So content is just the beginning of your conversation. Like I said, the goal is to get people to continue to take actions with you, whether it's a micro agreement of liking it cool gold star or it's a bigger yes of like yes I'll send you a message about this or it's like hey I want to learn more like you can't just wait for a piece of content to cash out so this means like I said asking people for feedback clients or others like hey is what I'm talking about resonating people who do like your stuff getting them into a conversation like thanks so much like what got you interested in this account or following me or liking or joining my Facebook group there has to be you know follow up with folks that are around whether they're engaging or not so being willing to be the one that starts the conversation and not just letting content do all of the work for you Perfect. does that make sense yeah there's more to be done <laughs> yeah. Basically. yeah i love it beautiful well thank you hannah i think this has been really helpful for everybody if anybody has any more questions feel free to comment them below you know happy to make sure that we answer any questions around content that produces paying clients for we everybody don't really care if you like this video, you don't even have to like it. We, we just want care. a conversation. We don't care. We just want, we just <laughs> no. want the conversation. Exactly. <laughs> no, I love it, Hannah. I think this has been really helpful for everybody out there. Who's in podcast land. If you want to catch these trainings live, please join our Facebook group at xanderfriar.com forward slash FB group. Everybody else who's watching this, obviously, if you want our help, you know, scaling your coaching business to that six figure mark or scaling from six figures to multiple six figures, feel free to check out our programs at xanderfriar.com forward slash programs. I would love to chat with you and see if we can help you scale to that next place in your business. But again, thank you, Hannah. Looking forward to getting you on here again in the next month or so. Have a good one, everybody.